of the Little Grasshopper podcast. In this one, Steve was interviewing me on my podcast. This was quite a fun experience, so please enjoy it. Yeah, so Bernie, um, a little bit of a, a difference for today, isn't it? We're like, uh, like I'm, I'm the interviewer and you're, you're the guest of your, on your own podcast, so that's a little bit different. Yes, it is. Quite, quite strange, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of things, like we've spoken a lot and, um, you know, I guess maybe it's really interesting to just to start off with your child or where you grew up and, and, the, and the conditions of Germany, because, I mean, it's... It is unique growing up in Germany, and there's some, and, and I know your child was actually quite interesting as well. The early years I can remember, I was living in Braunschweig. I always had this this. I was always angry about injustice, and I remember one of the first things I remember from my childhood was, some, kids were bullying my brother. And that got me so furious that my blood pressure went through the roof as a little child and my nose started bleeding. Wow. And I was just running... Just from the emotion? Fr just from the emotion, yes. And I was running yeah. after two of these bullies and was screaming at them. And they took a run for their life. Is your brother younger or older than you? He's six years older. Wow, okay. So they they were much older than me and I'm I can't remember all the details. My mother tells me the story that yeah, you just chased away two of these bullies and I was so raging and so furious. This was just And I had more more than one of these episodes where I just went totally mad and blood was gushing out of my nose. Always Even as a kid, this this unbelievable anger at anger at um, injustice. Was there a point? Do you think that started, or you just like were, were born with that awareness of, of of something was you know? I don't. I'm not so sure, but yeah, I have this whole life, so I think it's un, it's inborn. Yeah, born with this yeah. awareness of injustice. Yeah. Okay. And how did that develop through you, through the school? Yeah, I have to learn. I had to learn to to control my temper, and yeah, I was suppressing a lot of stuff like that. And yeah, the school when I was in school, it wasn't so. I was never paying attention at school. Yeah, I was never bad, but I always had good grades, but I never paid attention. And then I Just never did any homework. It's totally useless. Yeah. <laughs> And for some reason, I never had any problems with uh, schools whatsoever. I just tried to ignore it the most of the time. Okay. I was daydreaming and yeah, bored out of my mind. But all in all, from an outside perspective, my childhood was pretty decent, pretty normal. I grew up in a 
pretty good environment and still this 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 anger and frustration went through all my life even in my early childhood can't really tell you know why why this happened and during your childhood, did you have also this connection to the mystical at all, or um, philosophy, anything like that, or? No, not really. Uh-huh. Nothing, sort of nothing, uh-huh. nothing like that. It started just by weird feelings in my my late teens, uh-huh. late teens, early twenties, and started that. I was questioning my own feelings. Because and sometimes in, in certain situations, I, that's just the hair on my back sh- uh, stood up, and people around me didn't have the same emotion, didn't have the same reaction to stuff, and said, "Okay, something strange is going on here." And then I had some kind of knowing. Sometimes you just drive around the street, and you know you have an encounter. And you can exactly tell you what encounter what encounter you will have, but it's happening in ten minutes or something. So you're driving a few kilometers and you know exactly what's coming ahead of you. And stuff like that. I I can't remember all the details anymore, but yeah, sometimes it was just uh, I had these knowings of things that will happen in the future. In the near future, mostly one, two, maybe up to ten minutes. Oh, okay. Did, did this come through also in dreams, or just you had a premonition while you're awake? No, this is just when I'm awake. Wow. I just okay. no. It's just you know that something is going to happen without a doubt, and it's really, really strange. I I don't have these anymore. I had this in my early twenties. I had these a lot. Were they like warnings, or it doesn't matter? It could have been like, um, "Oh, this could be," you know. Most like most a, most of the time, it was warnings. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Like something like there's uh, something on the road that you have to be aware of, and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, you just know, okay, I have to take, I have to speed, I have to uh, to break or drive was drive a lot slower, because you just know. Behind this corner, there's something you have to be aware of. So you were already fitted with a, a navigation system before they came into yeah. the gas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so to speak, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you know, through, throughout my, my 20s, I was just just working, and most of the time on the, on the weekends, I was drunk, mm-hmm. just like most most people never really fitted in never really wanted to fit in yeah my whole journey began in my early 30s okay then i started to to question more and more stuff and i listened to a lot of podcasts a lot of podcasts and i was listening to, trying to find out how the world really works because what everyone was telling me was just not true. So you actually, you just noticed it. You, you, you were listening to what was happening like, uh, I don't know, for example, you're watching the German television and you're thinking, oh, maybe there's something not right there. Exactly. Or you're picking something up. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Just, just a question that something doesn't make sense. 
And all the, always this feeling, okay, something, there is more behind all this. People, when you look look into science or look into the te television, they tell you everything, how everything works. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't know shit. Exactly. And I recognized it pretty early on and it was frustrating because I wanted to know and there was no way to, to find information and in the early days of the internet, there was also not much information, but all of a sudden, this thing came up called podcasts. Yeah, but, but, and but that's when in those days I remember that's when YouTube and the Google videos were fantastic. You could find everything on there. There was no censorship. Yeah, there wasn't. No, there was no YouTube when I started. It was just oh, really? amazing. Okay. It's just oh. it just started with Google Video. Yeah, oh, it was incredible at the start. You could find every conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And one of the first uh, podcasts that I really followed was uh, Red Eyes Radio. Ah, the, the Swedish guy, yeah? The Swedish guy, yeah. Yeah. But they turned pretty right-wing after a while and then stopped listening and found some other podcasts to listen to. Uh -huh. And then I got involved, with, uh, um, not involved, but aware of people like uh, uh, Randall Carlson, for oh, example, amazing storyteller goes on to all kinds of detail in history and geology and stuff like that. And yeah, this is just, there are amazing people who can tell you ex extraordinary stories. And I I loved all this, this podcast and all this information. And also, I wanted to know more about how the body functions and then pretty soon realized that there's a complete... Uh, another layer to our bodies that there's this energy system that works in ours and and then I found a, a lecture here in Germany from a guy he was talking about all kinds of Egyptian stuff, pyramids and also a little bit of geology and stuff like that and uh, I was interested and I wanted to go there and okay. I was going home earlier this day yeah. quit my job earlier and I was resting a little bit because I had a, an hour and a half to drive or almost an hour to drive or something like that. And I was lying in bed and just daydreaming a little bit and then I didn't want to go up anymore. So uh, it's nice and cozy and I'm relaxed now. And It's a Friday evening, the traffic could be pretty, pretty tough and don't want to go there anymore. All of a sudden, I heard a voice telling me, "You have to go there." Oh, like I inside heard, of you, it just, it just came. It sounded it sounded like it outside of me, and it was just looking around. And said, "Okay, okay." And I questioned the voice and said, "Why should I go there?" And I got an answer directly back. Said, "You have to go there. There's someone you meet. You need to meet. There's a woman you have to meet." Was it a male voice, Bernie, or was it a, That's a female, female voice? It was a female voice. Ah, okay, okay. And I was surprised and said, okay, now I'm intrigued. So I got into my car and I was already late. So I drove pretty fast, got there in way under an hour. <laughs> and I was just, just directly at the start from this lecture, I was there and 
I was sitting in an, I was taking a seat in an empty row, and there were only three seats in this row, and I was sitting next to the window. Then a woman came up, and she sat in the sex in, the, in exactly the same row, but on the opposite side, and. Shortly after that, another guy just sat between us. Just said hello to everyone and smiled and said nothing else, just a hello. And the lecture started. It was pretty, pretty good. I don't remember anymore what, what the lecture was about. But I remember the break because the guy next to me and the woman, they were starting to argue all of a sudden. They didn't know each other, but they started arguing. And I was looking at them and said, what is going on? What's their problem? Mm-hmm. And I was looking at the woman, and I could hear her voice in my head. I said, okay, that's interesting. And I was just smiling and sitting there and listening to the conversation, also listening in to, the, to the voice in my head from her directly just like I was reading her mind. And so, okay, this is interesting. But and said, don't, didn't said, say anything. And the, the break was over. The lecture started again. And, and after it finished, everyone ran out. It was pretty warm this day and everyone needed a little bit of fresh air. And I walked outside and this woman was standing outside. So I walked over and said hello. And the next thing you know, we were just talking there for 45 minutes on the pavement and just had an incredible deep conversation about life and stuff like that. No small talks, just really deep conversational conversation. So I said, we have to meet again. Let's do this again. And we met up two weeks later. I met her and her husband and had a lovely dinner, then went into a pub. They had a few drinks. I had to drive, so I was still sober. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about all kinds of stuff. And then she told me about spirit animals and all kinds of stuff. And the spirit animal story will come later. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we were the, I guess it was 1 a.m. when we got out of this pub. It was still nice and warm and we were walking to their home and there was about a few minutes walk and all of a sudden I could feel someone grabbing my spine from the inside. Wow. And it was just like feeling, it felt like like two hands were just gripping my spine, my spine and twisting it a little bit. Oh, okay. And it felt oh. really, it felt really Felt really nice. Was it the, the base of the spine or the? No, it was um, between my shoulders, right up to the neck. Ah, okay. okay. So right in the in the region where your heart chakra is. Ah, okay. And all of a sudden, I just felt amazing. I was in total bliss, and not out of nowhere. Just in in a matter of few minutes, I was just totally content with everything. I was in total bliss. It was just amazing. I had no idea what happened. And to the, the this couple, they were pretty drunk. They had a lot of fun. They were seeing what was going on. And 
making a lot of fun of me. We're making a lot of fun and we're laughing all the time. And, oh, look at you! Oh, you're smiling and you're in total bliss now and something like that. Yeah, I was. Oh, I was so just. You're, you're, yeah, you're okay. giving a live commentary <laughs> as it's happening. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> You come out of a pub, well, there you go. That's a good advertisement for German beer. <laughs> yeah, it is. We got a, what's that brand again, Bernie? I need some. <laughs> oh, I don't remember what it was. I can't remember. Oh, God. But, uh, I drove home that night. Still in bliss. It didn't, it didn't go. It just stayed constant. It stayed, yeah. It was wow. stayed constant. But I was driving home and got into bed. Next morning, I woke up and I took my glasses from my bedside table, put it on, and I couldn't see anything. Everything was blurry. Oh. So I took my glasses off again. <laughs> All of a sudden, I could see. Oh. So since that day, I'm not using my glasses anymore. Shit. <laughs> I walked up to my wife and she looked into me into my eyes and said, "Your eyes are glowing." And the color changed. You have really green glowing eyes. So I went to the mirror and looked into the mirror and oh, yeah, holy shit, my eyes were just glowing. And then I looked into looked into my living room and I could see the shimmer of energy around my plants. Oh, could you see it around people as well, Bernie, or just yes. the plants? Yes. Okay. Everything, well. Wow. And there's a very strange phenomenon because plants, animals, and people, I could see in really high detail. But street signs and cars and man-made stuff, houses and stuff, they were just slightly blurry. But everything else was in high, crisp, crisp HD detail. And it's just incredible. And that's lasted, that lasted for a few weeks. And again, I was in total content. I was nothing. I don't needed anything. I don't wanted anything. I was just happy. When you said about your sight, to this day, you, you, you've got perfect sight, eyesight. No, it's not perfect, no. But before, when you had the glasses, Bernie, how bad was You really needed reading glasses or? No, it wasn't that bad. But um, oh. it was still enough that it was just... Um, noticeable that you had to to really concentrate to to see anything sharp so i was wearing these glasses just to have the hard to describe it's really hard to describe how can you how can you explain what you can see you can show it but you can't show it um it was just slightly blurry, everything. Okay. So the glasses were just giving me a, a lot more detail, yeah. But the detail is now completely back and is still here. Okay. It's not that crisp anymore than right after this in, after this experience, what I now know is a Kundalini experience. And yeah, it's just... This, this energy that I saw around the plants is gone. I can't see it anymore. I have no idea when the point came that it slided away and this feeling of bliss just went away and the normal life came back. 
so to speak. And after a while, I got depressed, frustrated. And I was in the strait of frustration and depression and almost for 10 years. I was trying to seek what happened to me. How can I re how can I come go back there? And how can I, what do I have to do to get this feeling back? That's a bit mean, isn't it? When you get this, you think, oh, wow, what a breakthrough. And then, gee, for a couple of weeks, you sort of, yeah, I wouldn't know how to deal with that, actually. I mean, I've had little sneak peeks. I've had little glimpses, but I haven't had, not even, I haven't had days. I've had little momentary looks. of oh, wow, amazing. Yep. But that, to have that for weeks, and then you think, you, could you pinpoint any, I mean, did it just gradually fade away or just one day, boom, that's it, finish? No, it was it was gradual. Get gradual. It oh. didn't fade. It like like it wasn't just like it turned off. No, it was just gradual. And I'm not sure, but I noticed something. Since that day, I can feel the energy in my body. Um, as soon as I just focus on my body, I just feel it all the time. This is just. Oh. It's just there oh, since since then. And what I noticed is when I drink alcohol, yeah. there's no connection to my energy body anymore. I can't feel it. Okay. Just one beer and it's gone. Switches it off. Okay. Switches it off, off completely. And I was still drinking at that time. So mm. maybe it just had interference with the alcohol. I don't know. I'm not sure about it. This is just one thing that came up to my, to my mind that this may be one of the factors that interfered with this energy. Because this is the direct thing. this time? No. Uh -huh. Okay. No, and I don't have any... Um, I have not, never taken any classical psychedelics like mushrooms, DMT, or LSD and DMT and stuff like that now. The only thing I did was uh, I was smoking a lot of weed, yeah. But that started way, be, way, be, or five, six years later, after I had my Kundalini experience. So ah, okay, that can be also a powerful psychedelic in a way. You know. Oh yes, it is. I had I definitely had psychedelic experiences <laughs> with weed. Yeah, definitely. Is and also, I have psych I had psychedelic experiences without any kind of yeah. drugs. So, so after, so this is after the, um, you still had some psychedelic experiences, let's say spiritual experiences after the awakening event. Yeah, definitely. Oh. Definitely. But the, the bliss was gone, but everything else yes, just seemed to stay. But it's interesting. What would, so that you, you get depressed, but then, then clearly you would have a lot of questioning. It would make you very curious, wouldn't it? You'd get, you, you, you'd get, If, I, if you have that sort of experience, you, you'd, you'd have a hunger, which is also a, it's a double-edged sword because you, you, you're seeking, but it gets you going, doesn't it, on a, on a certain path. So hang on, I've got, to, I've got to learn about this a bit more or learn about myself or develop these. Yes, in a way, it keeps you going. But on the other hand, I was searching about people having experiences like I had and there wasn't much that I could find. Mm -hmm. There was no one that could 
tell me, okay, you had this kind of experience and this is what happens to you. And I never had this one. And I was always looking for some kind of teacher who can tell me how this works. And somehow I was more or less on my own, just sieving through the information from the through the internet and trying to make up my own view of the world and stuff like that. And during this time, were you meditating or doing breath work or? I was meditating, yes. Okay. Yeah. And I was still in contact with this woman and she was talking about spirit animals. We were talking about this in the evening too and I was curious and said, okay, how do I find out what my spirit animal is? And she told me, oh, you have to just ask the universe and you will get the answer. You can also ask to get the answer in a specific way. I just thought about this for a few minutes and said, okay, I'm asking the universe now, please show me what is my spirit animal and please give me the answer in a crop circle. <laughs> just just ask an easy question there, buddy. Yeah. Just an easy question and just... <laughs> no problem, I'll just get that. If that's really true what you're talking about, then give me my crop circle, please. Okay. And what do you know? I got my crop circle. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Not in the way you think. Yeah, okay. But I got my crop circle in a way. Yeah. Two days later, I was just looking through YouTube and watching some videos and listening to some music. And there was this, this video that was, I don't know, ages long. Mm. Had some music and then I just clicked in the middle of the video and all of a sudden there was on the screen this big ginormous crop circle totally out of context from this music oh. totally out of context and it just hit me like a lightning bolt and it was a symbol of an eagle there's a crop circle that has two um two wings looked like a little bit of a yin and yang mm. and it's supposed to represent an eagle and yeah i got my crop circle and i said holy shit my spirit animal is the eagle so I went through the internet and through some books and learned about what the eagle represents. And yeah, it just hit me again because it's a really powerful animal. And I called up this woman and said, you won't believe this. And found out what my, I got my crop circle and stuff like that. And <laughs> I said, I'm not sure if that's real or not. And she said to me, if that's your spirit animal, you will notice that you always had some kind of connection to it. Maybe you just had a symbol of it around or just had the real animal around or stuff like that. And yeah, you don't have an eagle around you most of the time, especially not in Germany. And I said, no, there's no connection. And I was looking down and I saw my belt buckle. There was an eagle on my belt buckle. I was wearing this thing for the last 10 years and said, Oh shit, there's a connection right there. God, yeah. it's been right in plain sight the whole time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And what? Okay. Yeah, it's just. What? Oh, that's incredible, Bernie. What does it? What does it mean for you? What? What is it? Um, it's interesting. That, so the eagle. It's about what? What? What is it for you? The depth, What is it doing for you? Your uh, spirit animal. How's it guiding you? I see it from the from the point of 
this is a part of your energy. So I think from my perspective, it's just like some kind of shared energy that you have some kind of, let's say, ability. And for me, I have the ability to see almost every situation from different angles and also from a view from above. So what the eagle is doing is just flying as a high-flying bird that can observe the whole area and can pinpoint also exactly on one little spot. And because it has this view from above, it can see situations in a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And this is for me exactly what I can do. Um, that Even in the midst of something, I can always jump around and look at the same thing from different perspectives. When someone tells me a story and said, oh, my my such and such is doing such and such to me and said, yeah, okay. Look from his perspective. He's yeah. doing it because there's an, I can get all kinds of connections going and people always say, holy shit, I never saw this from this perspective. And this is just one aspect of, of this, this energy from the ego. So you're really good. You're really good in shit storm situations. You can get clarity very quickly. Yes, exactly. Uh -huh. It's not only in shitstorm situations, it's just in, in in every situation. Okay. You, it's a weird thing because you just always have two or three perspectives in mind at the same time, all the time. So finding out the, or deciding what's true or not, <laughs> it's more like a decision now and that, at that point because you can't pinpoint anything because you can see it from all kinds of different directions it's pretty hard mm -hmm. so it also makes me uh sometimes it can be a little bit annoying because i want this high precision of everything yeah. i want to pinpoint everything down and say okay let's dissect the situation so much that we can pinpoint every part of it and sometimes it's just too much for people yeah You've got you've got a doubly bad uh, Bernie because you're a German eagle. Yeah, I don't know about that, but yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't classify myself as a typical German. No. What about, I love what you often said. You're the you're the Sp most Spanish looking German he's ever seen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is funny because he's the most German looking Spaniard ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're like a boy, he looks German, and then you look Spanish. That's that's mad. Yeah. So that, that so so you've, you've, this woman and um so you've got confirmation of the of the spirit animal, and this is this is part of this in this ten year gap to to you get to another point of um let's say progress or insight. So during this time, you've had spirit animals. Are there any other interesting things during that time, Bernie? When you think about it now, that sort of pop out and go, "Wow, that was a bit," because it. it it's interesting. It, we're all on this alchemical journey, and little things pop up um, in plain sight, or they come out of the blue, just to help us along the way. So, what happened to me? I had a book about synchronicities, oh. and I learned about synchronicities what they are. Okay. And as soon as I read this book, this is about eight years ago or something. I have synchronicities pop-ups just almost every day. Wow. Which which book, Bernie, was it? It was the Sync Book 1. 
from Jung or nee, nee, Think Book Part One. Ah, okay. This was a collection of a few authors who all had a small article with their experience of what synchronicities are. Okay. And just just amazing to read all the stories about synchronicities because it's completely individual. Synchronicity is only there for you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have shared synchronicities with other people, but there's always this this thing that it's just made for you. And other people might not be able to relate it to relate to it without the proper context. And so when you read that book, it supercharged the the the, the occurrence or, or the awareness of the synchronicity sphere. Yes, absolutely. Ah, okay. So that was a gift in itself. Yeah. It was definitely a gift. And I remember after reading this book and there were a lot of people telling the story about, oh, you have to watch um, 2001 Space Odyssey oh, and listen, okay. to, listen uh, look, at, look at the video without the sound and listen at the same time to Pink Floyd's album, The Moon. Okay. And they said, this is just crazy because the movie and the city just they are not related but they fit so good together it's just like they made together and i was intrigued about it and i said okay let's see if i can do something like that so i just turned on a video yeah um it was the the sky captain in the world of tomorrow okay it was a movie made in an in, in art deco style it was just beautiful to watch then we were listening to some psychedelic music so these two genres are even not related to each other. Yeah. And holy shit, after about 30 minutes or so, what was happening on the screen was exactly what the people in the radio were singing. It was just mind-blowing psychedelic experience. We're just sitting on the, on the sofa and saying, wow, I'm really high and really stoned right now, but we didn't even touch any drugs, didn't even add alcohol, and we just said, wow, this is just amazing. Yeah. Just allowing the to to let everything flow and putting two unrelated things together and all of a sudden that just a line was just an amazing experience. You did this more than once, I guess. No, and funnily and funnily enough, you just did it once. Okay. Yeah. We know it works, and so, yeah, let's try something else. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh. not like, uh, it's, for me, I never chase the synchronicities. It's more like I'm following it, but I'm not mm -hmm. chasing it. Okay. So I'm always surprised and always happy to find something new. Maybe this is, maybe this is the secret that you don't seek them out, you just be aware of them and then you're surprised and you have this euphoric feeling that you have a new synchronicity because they can give you really euphoric feelings. Yeah, it's really important, especially when during pressured times or if you're a little bit down and not, not really strong emotionally, just to get one every now and then it's, oh, thanks. Okay. It's kind of a nice reset to keep you on, keep you going in a, in a positive way. In a way, yes. But after a while, it just, Even that pick, didn't pick me up anymore. I was just depressed and I was noting the synchronicities. Oh, yeah, okay. Universe is giving you another single, but sick, another message, but I was just feeling shitty all the time and just 
yeah, more or less wanted to kill myself because I didn't see a point of living anymore. Mm. My wife also had a lot of depression that time. But I just became a workaholic and just worked all the time. And working and drinking was my, yeah, that's, uh, was my I know medicine. That, I know that uh, unfortunately too well, Bernie, as well. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a pretty it's, common story, yes. It's it's funny. It's like then then you realize how when you look at the ego by itself, then you realize how intelligent it is. Like it's um, it gives you every it gives you it'll give you every te- every um, distraction or relief, but it's always temporary. You know, so you, the busyness is the best one. Yeah, just keep busy, and then you don't have to you don't have to deal with anything. Because you you just got no time to think, which is nice. But then that thinker that thinker voice is always there. Yeah, but for me it was just a, a big relief because I was listening to podcasts while I was working. Mm. And when you work overtime and you have, I had my own company, I could do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. So I was working late. There was no one, no distraction. Just had my podcast and did my work. So my mind was occupied with what I'm hearing. My body was occupied with what I'm doing. And I also made some money. So, yeah, it seemed like a win-win situation. But at the end, it was just not. What was the big, what was the breakthrough out of that, out of that sort of pattern there? The big, the big breakthrough came uh, when I started with coherence healing. That was when the big breakthrough came. It started after... Is that through the yeah, Buddha at the gas pump? Or? Yes, I learned through Cornelius about good Buddha at the gas pump. But before that, um, I started, uh, half a year before that, I started the Wim Hof breathing. And that also gave me a lot of relief and made my life much, much better. Just, just breathing. Just doing the Wim Hof breathing two times, three times a day just changed my life and if someone asked me what can i do to make my life better just breathe do the breathing exercise it works it bloody works i lost 10 kilos of weight you do the cold by... showers as well uh, no i tried let's say let's say i tried i really tried but yeah i just couldn't get yeah. over it and I just stuck with the breathing and it just worked like a charm for me. And the stress was gone. That breathing, it really, yeah. yeah. It's just amazing, yeah. But, and I was Three com- times a day, that's a lot actually. Yeah, and I was committed, so I took every breath as just like I mean it. And yeah, you're okay. after one or two rounds, you're almost passing out because you're just forcing so much air into your lungs. It's just... I still through this day I love doing this. Just really go for it. And yeah, then um started with coherence healing and it was just amazing to see Cornelius and what he can do and he helped me a lot and got a lot of a lot of my emotions got cleared out of my body. Because I saw I saw I remember seeing you you because you were on the um I started November of twenty twenty. And you you were always um, speaking, and what what got me was you were very honest. It wasn't all about unicorns and rainbows. You know, if you're feeling shit, you're saying, "No, I'm feeling shit. This is really you." No glossing over it. Very direct. 
and that was that was so refreshing, you know. And then, but the way, like you, 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 your interaction with Cornelius was was, was fascinating, you know, because you could see that you were you were really you could feel the the frustration, the anger about it, the anger coming through. Like, what's going on here? This is this is this is not right. And then he puts you into these states and ask you go directly to your subconscious, and then you could see <laughs> within seconds the whole your whole face just just changed. That 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 sort of that helped me. At the start, I was a bit skeptical, and I was watching your earlier interactions when 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 you went into this when he said close your eyes, Bernie, take a few breaths, and I, and then I thought, wow. Then afterwards, you were like laughing or really just sort of spaced out. I've gone, how the hell is this happening? Like you were really on the edge, and then you, then in a matter of seconds, he's cleared, he's done something. Can it, by talking directly to your your subconscious. Which is what he always says, you know. It's not him. He he just has that gift of talking to you, and you're talking to him, but you're not consciously aware of it. And I thought, bloody hell, that's amazing. That did a lot. Oh yes. You don't realise how much. Yeah. For a lot of people, because we all witness that, we're going, what? This is this is something. You realise that only when you look back at your life and really notice the change. And it doesn't feel that much difference afterward. Uh -huh. Only if you just take a reflection back and say, holy shit, when I was a year ago, I wouldn't have done this or that. And you start to notice the little things. When I'm in traffic now, I don't freak out anymore at all. And you're used to it, yeah? Sometimes, yes. But I was always a, a mellow driver. But if someone just cuts you off and just runs past you or honking your horn and just flipping you over the finger because you're only five kilometers over the speed limit. Yeah, you know how Germans are. <laughs> and yeah, they freak me off. They freak me out, but now I don't care. Well. If that happens now, I just wish him the best. Just go on my day. When you say you feel your personality, is it you feel like the, the your personality it's fading away, or is it dying, or is it fighting with you? Oh, it's fighting. It wants to come back. Yes. <laughs> so you're actually having you're in two realities, or two thought systems. Two thought systems. Yeah, I would say two thought system is is better description of it. Yeah. It's just on the one hand, I'm this mellow guy. That, is completely has no judgment of anything and the other guy is just what are you talking about you're a piece of shit you're yeah. not good enough to do this and look at what other people are doing to you and they're just also shit and yeah this just this constant battle between no it's okay and what are you talking about this is all shit and <laughs> that's cool that you have that awareness and that that's and so But that's really accelerated since coherence healing, and then the synchronicities also picked up, have they? I guess, or no, they didn't. They didn't uh, pick up. It's just just the same, more or less the same. But I still have these synchronicities at least five or six times a week. Okay. Sometimes you have four or five, four or five time, four or five days no synchronicities, and then. The day afterwards, they're just hammering you. Just 
knocking on your door the whole day and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just having the awareness of what's really going on and just noticing what's around you. This is how the synchronicities come to you. Yeah. Don't expect them. They will just be there. Because I have to ask you, Bernie, because I know about the channeling. And that 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 was really amazing. That you did this. When did this start for you? So when I reflect back, um, before the Kundalini experience, when I went to this lecture, I heard the voice that told me to go there. So I guess that's called channeling. The woman's voice that spoke to you. That spoke to me and said, "You have to go there and meet this woman." And you never found out who she no. was, or no, I don't know who who this was. Uh-huh. And then a few through a few podcasts, I just learned about channeling, what it is. And then I heard more and more stories about channeling and mediums and stuff like that. I was always against it. I was always against channeling because some people get information and they don't know where the information is coming from. So in my mm-hmm. mind, it was just, okay, it's just like, you have your telephone in your hand and someone is speaking to you and saying, hi, I'm this and that. Yeah. You don't know if that's true or not. No. You're just in the receiving end. You have no possibility to really check if that's true or not. So I was always distancing myself from channeling. And I had a lot of situations where I could hear my cat talking. <laughs> okay, that's good. It was. It wasn't only talking. The first really, really hard channeling that I had was this cat. We had this cat for a few weeks, and he was pretty shy, and he had to go to the doctor. We had to go. We had to bring him to the vet. So I was trying to catch him, and he didn't want to go. So I was chasing him. And he was fleeing under the kitchen cupboard. And I was trying to get him out there, but without any luck. So I just left him and said, okay, this is just enough. I just put enough stress on this little fella. Just let it go. We'll take him another day to the vet. And a few days later, the cat was sitting in front of me. He was looking at me. I was looking into his eyes and all of a sudden I could see myself I could see myself trying to get him out another cupboard through his eyes. And I said, oh, holy shit, I was just crying. And I had all the emotions, all the fear, all the panic that this little fella felt when I was trying to get him out. And it was just overwhelming. I just sat there, was sobbing. And a few days later, we became best friends. We just became best friends and every time I was sitting down he was just crawling on me and always always around and and I could sometimes just hear what he was thinking or something like that. It wasn't it wasn't any kind of spiritual message, oh you no, but it was just my wife just for for example, my wife just told my cat to come into bed. It's time for time to sleep. And my cat said no. Not yet. I want to run around a little bit. And as soon as he said this, he just took off and ran. 
and I was just telling my wife exactly what he was telling and in the same second he just ran away and she was looking at me laughing and said this is just crazy but she never thought it was crazy in the sense of, of unbelievable okay. she is not closed minded when it comes to stuff like that mm -hmm. and yeah this is my first experience with channeling do you think in the future you'll do a, a podcast fully channeled? Maybe, I don't know. Never thought about this. <laughs> and I will continue not thinking about it. If it happens, it happens. Yeah. Well, thank you, Steve. I had a lot of fun doing this. No, likewise, really. Fantastic. Really great to chat. Really great. Keep it going, my friend. Keep it going. Spirits go through light, shining round and round, remind me who I am.